discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Hallelujah. Lift up your right hand towards heaven. Father, thank you for this morning. We are grateful. We are thankful. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you for the power of your spirit. Thank you for your blessings that are working in our lives, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We receive your word with meekness and with gladness, with excitement and with joy, even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so this morning I'm sharing with you what it means to become a shepherd. Yeah. Hallelujah. So the entire month I'm going to be sharing from this book by Bishop Dagwood Mills, which, is a, which I believe is a very powerful, um, very powerful book uh, on shepherding. Everybody needs to get one. This is the book we'll be using for the entire year. Yes, I'm going to be sharing different aspects at different times for all of us to be blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is it a good thing? Yeah. Okay, you can take your seat in heavenly places where you belong. Hallelujah. Shepherding is very important. It's very, very important. It's, um, it's the will of God. Shepherding is the will of God. Okay? It's the will of God. It is God's greatest desire um, for his children. If you read in Psalm 95, from verse 6, Psalm 95, from verse 6, he says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Is the Lord your Maker? Yeah. He says, Come and let us what? Bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. So it is good to kneel as you're worshiping. Yes, even if the place is dusty, you must. Kneel before the Lord your maker. If you believe that he made you, then you should, you should be into kneeling. Yes. What do you think? Wow. Yeah. The one you, you respect, you kneel before, you kneel for. If you go to Nigeria, they kneel a lot. A friend married uh, uh, from, I think it's a, she, he married a Yoruba, a Ghanaian married a Yoruba person, you know, and uh, someone close to us was part of the groomsmen. And when he came back, the story, he came back with a story, a very interesting story. He said they, they were lying on the, they lie on the floor all the time, like throughout the ceremony. When you are greeting them, you just lie on the floor. That's the greeting. That's how you greet, to show respect. The Nigerians, am I lying? Who are you? Keleji, am I lying? Is it true? Meza, are you a Nigerian? Emeka, is it true? It's true. You lie on the floor. Amazing. Yes. I think it's predominantly in the Yoruba 
uh, culture, isn't it? Yoruba, eh? Yeah. You, you knew, if you are moving and you see older people, you knew on the road, knew, you keep kneeling and kneeling and kneeling and kneeling. It's an amazing thing, oh. Yes, to just to express Anna. Yes. So if we knew before human beings, how much more the one who gave us breath? The Lord, our maker. The one who made us. Yeah, you should, I mean, show a sign of respect and a sign of honor by just worshiping him and then kneeling before him and just thanking him. Paul mentioned that for this cause, I bow my knees unto the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, he was into bowing his knees. You must also be into bowing. If you are growing the Lord, you'll be into bowing your knees. It's one of the easiest things you'll do. You'd want to just kneel down, lift your hand, stand up, lift your hand, kneel down, lift your hand. Just like, I mean, just flowing. Yes, because of your love for the Lord. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Next verse. Why should we kneel before him? For he is our God. He is our God. It's just because he's our God. He's our source. He's the creator. He's the one who has made all things beautiful for us. He's the one who has made our lives excellent. Hallelujah. Yeah. For he's our God. Then he says, and we are the people of his pasture. We are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. Then it goes on and on and on. But the main thing I want you to see in these verses is the fact that he says that we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. So the church is a pasture. The church is a flock. The body of Christ is a flock. Is the body of Christ described in various ways, or the church is described in various ways. One of the ways the church is described is that it is a body. Isn't it? Jesus is the head. We are the body. Is it true? Yes. We are also described as plantings of the Lord. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. Look at 1 Corinthians 3, 9. For we are laborers together with God. Then it says, you are God's husbandry, and you are God's building. The word husbandry is farm. Let's, let's read the Amplified to help us. For we are fellow workmen, joint promoters, laborers together with and for God. Then it says, you are God's garden. You know, Paul was, Paul was preaching and talking to the Corinthian church. And he says that me, Paul, and Apollos, who were preachers to you, are joint promoters. Okay? Laborers together with and for God. Then it says, you, the congregation, are God's garden. So you are a garden. Yes. Do you agree or you don't agree that you are a garden? I mean, you must learn to accept God's word for what it is. What God says is, is what, what it is. You are, you are his garden. And he's expecting some beautiful flowers from your life. Yes, he's expecting some nice flowers, some nice plants, some nice trees, some nice things from your life. We are described as trees of righteousness in the Bible. Do you see? Uh, it says you are, you are God's garden and you are his vineyard and field under cultivation. Then it says you are God's building. So we are, apart from being described as a body, we are also a farm or trees and we are also buildings. Apart from all these things, we are also a flock. And that's what I'm showing to you now. We are a flock. We are God's flock. Look at Psalm 100. 
Psalm 100 verse 5. Know ye that the Lord is God. It is he that has made us. And not we ourselves. Do you agree that it is he who has made you? And not yourself. You didn't make yourself. Can you make a human eye? Okay. Finger. Uh, uh, nail. Finger nail. Let's look at the easy ones. Finger nail. Because you don't, do, you don't use finger nails for much. You just cut it off as time. So have you manufactured a finger nail before? Hey! You can't manufacture one. Wow. Clap for God. God is too much. Oh. Yes. If you like, let one of your fingers, lose one of your fingers and see how difficult it will be for you to grab things and do. It's not a small thing. Yes. I know someone, someone close to me, lost a certain portion of her finger. Not the whole finger, a certain portion. Yeah. And it's so difficult for her to do some, some, some I mean, sometimes she's like, ah, I'm struggling. Just a certain portion. No, it's not all. It's amazing. You know, it is he that has made us. Then it says, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Psalm 100 verse 3. We are the sheep of his pasture. So whether you like it or not, you are a sheep. Say, I'm a sheep sheep. of God's pasture. pasture. Uh So we are not saying that you you are a physical sheep. Man, sheep. That's what we are saying. The Bible uses um, this to communicate an idea to his children, to let them understand how important it is for them to be shepherded and for them to become shepherds as well. Do you see? For instance, we are not we are not described as snakes in the Bible. The Bible does, does not describe us as snakes. It doesn't say we are the snake of his of what the snake of what of his garden. <laughs> we are not snakes. We are not described as lizards. <laughs> the lizards of his wall. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are not lizards. Are we lizards? Yes, the Bible does not, does not describe us as lizards or as um, uh, what? As ants or chicken. <laughs> what? Cockroaches of his kitchen. Hey! We are not the cockroaches of his kitchen. We are the sheep of his pasture. You see, because you can't lead, you can't lead snakes. Have you ever seen about four snakes or let's say um, a hundred snakes following somebody. Have you seen some before? You can't see, you can't, not even in cartoons, you can't see snakes being shepherded. It's not, it doesn't work. So we are not snakes. Have you seen lizards following uh, 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 somebody? Nobody rears lizards. Nobody rears snakes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you are rearing snakes, it's a problem. <laughs> nobody rears mouse. Like you have plenty of mice all over the place. And it has a, they are following a shepherd. It's only in cartoons. There was this cartoon where the guy plays a flute and then all the mice in the area will, will come. And there was there's this new movie too around that the lady controls mice. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, uh, is it some, uh, Suicide Squad? Yeah, Suicide Squad. Yeah, a lot of bad language in that movie. Eh? Yes, it's like this is the movie has to be, the language has to be very bad. Or else it can't be a good movie. It doesn't make, and someone has to be gay, and then someone has to be something. Ah, why are they spoiling? It's like you can't even watch a movie with your children. Oh, if it's not cartoon, even the cartoons cry. Oh, there's this cartoon where a, a guy gave birth. 
to, yes, he gave birth to an offspring from his head. Like he's a guy, and he gave birth from his hair. And when he was giving birth, everybody was there. You know it. You know, you know the movie. I will not. Uh, you remember? Uh huh. Yeah. It started, the movie title starts with T. R. T, and then R, and then something. And then S ends it. Yes. Trolls, trolls. Trolls. Have you watched Trolls before? Yeah, it's inside. Yeah, the guy gave birth. It's a guy. He gave birth from the head. Very coded. You will not know. You will not notice until you are told. Yeah. So, brothers and sisters, we are the sheep of his pasture. And what that means is that we need to be taken care of. Do you see? We need to be led. Sheep must be led. <laughs> One day I was driving top speed from Kumasi to Takrade. And I got to Asimfosu. There's this bridge there over the Pra River. When I, as soon as I crossed the bridge, I saw a sheep in the middle of the road eating. Uh, he was eating oranges. Like knowing that someone has eaten and has thrown away. He was eating it in the middle of the road, highway, middle of the highway. Enjoying them at a place where he is going to die. He was just eating. Eating and waiting for death. I had to step on the brakes seriously. And even that one, he didn't know what was going on. I had to move around it and continue my. So we are the sheep of what is pasture. Sheep can be very some way. They need to be taken care of. Hallelujah. They need to be taken care of. Every child of God needs to be taken care of. So a shepherd is someone who takes care of God's flock. Do you see? So all of us are sheep. And out of all of us, we are to become shepherds at different stages of our lives. Hallelujah. Yes. We are to become shepherds at different stages of our lives. So, it, it is God's greatest desire, okay, to see you become a shepherd over his flock, over his children, to help his children grow, to help things happen for, for him, okay? The church... It goes beyond the building. The church is people. You and I make the church. The church is not a building. The church is more than a building. The church is human beings. Say the church is human beings. Yes. We are the church. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22. Look at Ephesians 1, 22. And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Then he says, which is his body? The church is his body. The fullness of him that filleth all and in all. The church is his body. So we, we are the body of Christ. Okay? Yes. And when you get born again, you are added to that body. First Corinthians chapter, chapter 12, verse 13. Look at First Corinthians 12, 13. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Which body is that? It's the body of Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be born or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. Have you seen it? So the body is the body of Christ, which is the church. Look at verse 27, 1 Corinthians 12, 27. It says, now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. We are the body of Christ and members in particular. All of you, so you are a member of the body of Christ. 
and the body of Christ is the church. So when you hear church, it's not a building he's talking about. Okay? The building is just a place for us to be able to um, do proper missionary work, to come, to be trained, to be sent. A place, it's a training grounds. The church building is, is just like a school. Do you see? Uh-huh. Education is not done in... Being in the building does not mean that you're educated. You can go and sit in a classroom. But it's not a classroom that educates you. Is it a classroom that educates you? Uh-huh. But the building is needed for a proper education to go on. Yes. Sometimes you can have a nice school building and the teachers are not good. Have you seen some before? They are collecting dollars and all of that. Like nice ambience, but the teachers are not good. So it goes beyond the building. The buildings are important, but then it goes beyond. The buildings are just a place for us to be able to have, to exist and have proper training going on, have things happening. Do you see? Uh-huh. As a church, as a, as a member of the body of Christ, there's a responsibility for you. You have something to do. You are not just to come and come and sit around, listen and go. I mean, church has been, has been sports over the years. The church has been destroyed. The purpose of the church has been destroyed over the years. Jesus gave us a commission. Go into all the world. All these things are playing drums. All these things are, they are all corruptions of, of what we are supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, I tell you. Playing drums, keyboard, this one. So you have somebody playing drums and he feels that like that is what he's supposed to do in the body of Christ. This is, this is not serving God. Hey. Microphones, whatever. It's all... It's just, it's, these are things that are to help for the main thing to happen. It's not the main thing. It's not the main thing. Yeah, sometimes some people, you go to some places and then the one who is moving the, the, the thing for the volume to go up and down wants to be paid. The one who is playing the drums wants to be paid. The one who is sweeping the floor wants to be paid. Everybody wants to be paid. The camera guy wants to be paid. Everybody wants to be paid. Even the one attending the church wants to be paid. There was a church that came that was paying people. For attendance, when you come, they give you 100 cities. When you bring five people, they give you 500 Ghana cities. Right here, it was just, we were very close to it some years ago. Yes, right here in Ghana, in Accra. Yeah. There's been a great corruption over the years. Great. So the reason for the church has, has been destroyed. So what Jesus wants is not what we are doing. That's why a lot of people, heaven will be very, very interesting. When we get to heaven, eh, we'll have preachers that will have a problem. Yeah, because every, every man of God is supposed to be a shepherd. That is what we are. We are shepherds. But then now, you have people wanting to... Business executives, they are, not, they are now something else. Preaching for money, doing this, doing that. Trying to be invited by uh, places where there, there are big congregations where they can be paid thousands of dollars and all of that. That is all they are interested in. Yes, it's a problem. They are not shepherding anybody. They are not helping anybody. They are not discipling anybody. They are not doing anything. They are just there. It's a problem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Jesus came in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, he saw people. When he saw people, he was moved with compassion. When you see people, you should be moved with compassion. God, God is showing you his heart. What does he really want? I mean, I think we should be interested in what God, God wants. If we say we are born again and we are following Jesus Christ, then we should be interested in what he is interested in. What do you think? Yeah, don't just dress, look beautiful, and come and come and sit down. No, it's more than that. It's more than that. I tell you, if you've noticed, someone invited you to be here. Someone 
spoke to you to be here and someone had to work on you and talk to you and help you establish you in the house of God. That is why you are here. Yes. Churchill, did you, did you care about the things of God? And all? Someone needed to talk to you and help you, isn't it? That is how come you are here. You are also trying to talk to somebody, help somebody, try to stabilize somebody. Maybe two years ago, you weren't even in the house of God. Ah, you see, he's shaking. But now he's called, he can even be a shepherd. He can, he can be a missionary, not a shepherd, he's a shepherd. He can be a missionary. Yeah. Are you in a church? Yes. So, we have to be serious. I mean, go to some places, very big, beautiful place. And everybody dresses nicely and comes. And comes to sit down, hears a message and goes away. All the time. It's like what? It's like a fashion show. It's like how, how nice you got. And then you have people talking. Hey, this person wears the same dress all the time. And so what? And so what? Is that the reason why we are around? Hey. No, it's a problem. Oh. It's a problem. So a lot of people, a lot of Christians are on their way to serious trouble with God. You see, and God says that I love judgment. You see, when the Bible says vengeance is mine, there's a place in the Bible where God said, I love vengeance, I love judgment. I think Hebrews, and Hebrews chapter 13, Hebrews chapter 12, verse um, 29, I think. He talks about leaving vengeance for him. Okay, vengeance is mine. Look, let's go there quickly and then we'll come back. There's, a, there's another version of it that says that I love judgment. Ish. God says, I love judgment. Romans 12, 19, 17, 19. Okay, Romans 12, 17. Okay, Isaiah 61. Let's read this and then read Isaiah chapter 61, okay? Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, say the Lord. Have you seen this one? Yeah. God says, Vengeance, judgment, like repaying, is, is mine. I love it. Uh -huh. The one in Isaiah 6 is categorical, isn't it? Isaiah 6, 1. Verse 8. For I, the Lord, love judgment. Ish, I love it. I love judgment. I hate robbery for burnt offering, and I will direct their work in truth, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. God says, I love judgment. I love to judge. I love to check your life and see all the things you are supposed to do that you didn't do and give you judgment that this is it. Kofia Samoa, you didn't do what you were supposed to do, or you did what you were supposed to do, so this is your reward, and this is your judgment. I love it. And as far as God is concerned, a lot of Christians will have problems. Because whether you like it or not, every Christian will stand before the Lord. Every Christian will stand before. You see, this year is an opportunity God is giving you to do something for him. To start becoming what he really wants to become. To become a shepherd. Do you see? And shepherd people, like you have 10 people that are with you, that you are taking care of, that you are looking after, that you are teaching, that you are feeding, that you are helping, that you are visiting, that you are, you are, you are counseling, that you are praying for, that you are leading to the house of God, that, you, that are church members. That's what God, he, he, every church member should, as a church member should do that. Because if you should fall down there today, there's nothing, you have nothing to account for. You, you, have, you, you can't say anything to the Lord. What did you do? I dressed nicely and came to church. And, and so what? I bought a car. And so what? I was playing the drums. And so what? I was a big time businessman. And so what? There's nothing wrong with being a big time businessman. But you must know that you have a calling. Everybody has a calling. 
Jesus said, many are called. Many are called. This was before he died. When he, after he died and rose again, all are called. If you're a child of God, you are called. Everybody, Ephesians chapter 4, eh, verse 11, 12, and 13, and 14, and 15, and 16, are for Christians. It's for everybody. I mean, we, we, need, to, we need to arise. This year, we, are, we, have to, we have to change. Yes, this year, you have to take some things very seriously. I don't know what else my purpose is in your life. To pray for you to prosper, eh, eh, and so what? To pray for you to be healed, and so what? Your prosperity and your healing and your health is so that you can do the work of shepherding. That is why, that is why we pray for those things. Not because you are, you are so nice, so you need to stay on earth for a longer time. Why shouldn't you die? Why shouldn't you have a car crash? Like every other person. Why not? What is special about you? Hey, do you like my message or you don't like my message? Hallelujah. So everybody, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a pharmacist, a, 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 a what? A what? A businessman. You are called a farmer, a nursing mother. You are called a student. You are called. Whether you are a, gran a grandmother, you are called. I mean, all of us are called. Everybody is called. All are called. Before Jesus died, there was a, 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 a many are called. Now that Jesus, when Jesus died and rose again, it is now all, all, all are called. All are called. His instructions was to the church. If you are part of the church, you are part of the calling. Yes, the word church itself is ecclesia. It's from the Greek word ecclesia. And it means those who are called. Are you part of the church? Are you a part of the body of Christ? Brother, sister, you are called. Hallelujah. It's amazing how people want to change the church. Hey, it's serious. They want to change the church completely to something it is not. Oh. When the pastor is preaching along these lines a lot, they say, oh, why? Why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? Why? <laughs> that is why the church is poor. That is why there are a lot of poor people in the church. That's why a lot of church members die. Yeah, you go someplace, they just die every year. It's normal. I mean, we just bury people. It's normal. More funerals than weddings. Yes. Many, many are sick. Many are sick because the core reason for the existence is not, it's not in view. Everybody is doing whatever they want to do. It's a problem. It's a big problem. They are changing a lot of, changing a lot of things. A lot of things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, if you, you see the punctuation, is wrongly punctuated. Okay? This verse is wrongly punctuated. If you read it like this, it looks as though he gave some apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, teachers to do this work for the perfection of the saints. To, first of all, they are to perfect the saints. And they are to do the work of the ministry, and they are to edify the body of Christ. Have you seen it? Because it is like, look, look, go back to go back to the first one. We can put it together. You can put this and the other one together. And he gives some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Then you see a colon, isn't it? Is this a colon or a semicolon? Semicolon. And then something follows. It's as though what is following is the function of what the people who have been mentioned earlier. 
before the semicolon. Have you seen it? Yeah. But it's not like that. You must take the commas in the, in the, for the perfection of the saints, comma, that comma is not supposed to be there. Then work of the ministry, comma, that's not supposed to be there. So I read together. So he gave these people, these five different groups, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. For what purpose? For the perfection of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. They are to perfect the saints. So the saints will do the work of the ministry and edify the body of Christ. The word edify is to build up. They are to build up the body of Christ. That's how it's supposed to read. Amplify. So other versions, other versions makes it very clear to you that it's not, it's not trying to say something else. The King James communicates another thought. Yes. Look at this one. He says, it was he who gave gifts to the people. He appointed some to be apostles, others to be prophets, others to be evangelists, others to be pastors and teachers. He did this to prepare all God's people for the work of Christian service in order to build up the body of Christ. Amplified. Let's look at the Amplified. I don't know if you are seeing what I'm talking about. So this thing, eh, we will say it, we will keep saying, until you, you rise up. Until you rise up and decide that, let me evangelize to somebody. And let me stabilize a person in, in God's house before the year ends. Yes. Let me, let me rise up and be the shepherd that I'm called to be. That is it. That is it. What else are you here for? If you stay in the church for a long time without rising to become a shepherd, your life will get spoiled. You will start becoming a critic of the church. Analyzer. Yes. You are you a commentator, a critic, an analyzer. You're always criticizing. Ah, this message, I heard it last year. Because this message, I preached it last year. What I'm preaching now, I preached it last year. I'll preach it next year. Next two years, I'll preach it. Next three years, I'll preach it. There's nothing else to preach. I'm going to preach about faith. I'm going to preach about the Holy Spirit. I'm going to preach about wealth. I'm going to preach about health. I'm going to preach about all those things. That's the same thing. I'm not changing anything. Just different titles. If you are not careful, you become a critic. Because you are not interested in giving it to somebody else, you start criticizing me. Ah, but this one, they said it to, to, the other, to me the last time. But if you are giving the same thing out to somebody, you have overeating. And overeating is a problem. It's one of my points today. Yes, when you overeat, eh? when you eat, you eat a lot. You keep eating. Okay? And you are not using the food for anything. You, the food changes to become fat, isn't it? And then you, you get something called obesity. And obesity is a major sickness that can kill you. Yes. Major cholesterol, all those things. It's because of food. Different kinds of food. Food is meant to help us, but then if you are not eating what if you are not doing what you are supposed to do with the food, with the energy that comes with the food, you would you it's not gonna work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can't overemphasize this. We are his flock, we are the chief of his pasture. Charlie, you are the chief of his pasture. You should you should you shouldn't be moving from one church to another. Today you are here, tomorrow you are here, tomorrow you are there, tomorrow you are there. You should be in one place. So that you can become a shepherd and help people become something that what they are supposed to be, as you become what you are also supposed to be. No, that is it. That is it. I mean, if it's if that is not there, forget it. It's not going to work. One evangelist went back to a place where he had preached and saved many people. Thousands of people had been saved in that area when he came there about six years earlier. Six years or seven years later, he went back to go and check how many of them were still Christians. Just 5% were still Christians. Just 5%. Just 5% were still Christians. Out of the thousands, let's say if you got 10,000 people born again, what is 5% of 10,000? 
That's what? About 500? 500. Only 500 were still Christians. The 9,500 were not Christians. Why? Because they didn't have anybody to shepherd them. Nobody to shepherd them. So it's, it's a, you see a big crusade. It's, it's almost as though it's useless. It's almost as though it's useless. You are, you are wasting money. You are doing all those. Because there, there are no churches. There are no shepherds rising up to take care of people. To help people. To maintain them. To help them grow. To stabilize them. Everybody needs. So the work of a shepherd is basically to take care of people. Basically to take care of people. Do you see? And it is our job. He says that he gave all these people for the purpose of... Next verse, go to the next verse, verse 12. His intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, so that they should do the work of ministering toward building up Christ's body, which is the church. It is everybody, it is all. So it's not, it's not many are called. All are called. Are you born again? You are called. Now, don't be expecting um, some thunder, some burning bush, some, you see, Moses' experience, these, they are spectacular. Okay? They are spectacular experiences. But Samuel is as called as Moses is as called. You see, Samuel was lying in front of the Ark of Covenant and he heard a voice. And the voice was not the voice of God. Like, it's not, it wasn't how you would expect God to speak. God spoke to him with the voice of his pastor. So as I'm talking to you now, God is speaking to you. Yeah. It's not a burning bush. But God is speaking to you. Are you in the church? Yeah. Yes. Peter's calling was not, was not with any fire, any thunder, any, not, no wind, none of those things. Jesus said, follow me. He didn't even know who he was. Yes. The way people, some people hated Jesus and crucified him. Okay. It's the same way Peter could have been part, he could have been part of them. Because he looked so ordinary, he looked so normal. So don't wait for a burning bush. You are called. Tell your neighbor you are called. Slap your neighbor and say, Charlie. <laughs> you are called. Yes. God used Eli's voice to speak to Samuel. Normal voice. Normal voice. So Samuel went to Eli three times. The third time, Eli realized that, no, God must be talking to this guy. So when you, when you hear the voice again, say, speak, Lord, your servant hears. Because God was using a familiar voice. So God will use a familiar voice to call you. Yes. Yes. Paul and Timothy. Timothy was not, there was no uh, great fire, whatever. They were just doing ministry and then he became, he is now, he's now, he's now a pastor, he's a bishop. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Are you seeing what I'm talking about? Yeah, but Paul had a dramatic experience. Road to Damascus, then a, a great light that was above the, uh, the, 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 the noonday sun came, shone, and then he fell. He, he got blinded, all of that. Still, Timothy is also called. Yeah. Yes, that is the calling. This one too is called. All of us are called. Tell anybody you are called. Whether you saw a sun shining in your dream or you saw darkness somewhere, whatever it is, you are called. Are you, are you understand what I'm saying? Yes. You are as cold as anybody. I tell you. I am yet to see a burning bush to say, my son, do this. My son, <laughs> hurry up, do it. No, 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 no. I've seen, I've seen a, 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 I've had two dramatic experiences. One, because 
The first one was because I was not doing what I was supposed to do. Do you see? I knew I was called. And I was doing ministry. But it's like the thing is not working. I had one member for a long time. So I decided I would not go to church on that Sunday. As I was lying down in my bed on that Sunday, the ceiling opened. The, the room where I was lying, the ceiling opened and a hand like this came up to this point with a finger pointed to me like this and said that, if you do this again, I'll kill you. A lot of people's lives are dependent on you. Don't, this, don't do this again. And the hand went back. Finish. So I'm preaching because of that. I mean, I don't want any problems. <laughs> I don't miss church service. Yeah. For instance, I'm supposed to be in another place this morning. You see, I'm supposed to be in another place this morning. Family, whatever. But then it's like Sunday. I can't be there. If I'm there, I, I, I don't know what will happen to me. So let me be here. <laughs> when I finish preaching, I'll go. Now let me be here. Yes. That was the first. The second one was me. I met somebody who asked me for money. He asked me for some money. So is it 24 CDs, 50 pesos, or something like that? You know? And I said, ah, you, I didn't have much on me. So I gave him, I, gave, I think I gave him like five CDs or 10 CDs. He said, no, I'm asking for 24 CDs, 50 pesos. And I had just about 35 CDs on me, or 30 CDs, something like that. I said to myself, this guy, you are begging me, you are asking for specifics. Okay, but then I just, you know, let me just bless him. So I blessed him with the 24, I gave him 25 cities, was left with only 5 cities on me. When I gave the money, he started prophesying to me. Started saying things. Said, the church that has started, don't think that it's a small church. It's going to become this. It's going to become that. It's going, and I needed, I needed that assurance. It's going to become this. He said so many, all the things that are happening now, he said it. And many more, all the things that are coming. I don't, I don't want to say them to you. So when it comes to pass, I tell you that this is what he said. Mm-hmm. Some have come to pass already. He said so many things. When he finished, I said, okay, God bless you. I didn't even believe what he was saying much. Because Charlie, <laughs> we are not seeing top. I know he's, into, well, I'm, he's a beggar, so what am I going to do? So when I stepped, I, I, I moved away from him. It's an open space, open space like this. I, I moved two steps away from him, one, two, and turned to see him. When I turned, he was not there. He had, he had vanished into thin air. Wow. Those are my two spectacular experiences. Yeah. But apart from that, every step, we are flowing. I'm called. The Bible says I am called. So that is it. I am called. I'm doing what God wants me to do. It's as simple as that. Don't wait for something. I didn't wait for these things to happen. I was already doing them. I needed assurance. That's why God gave me these assurances. I don't know if you get it. Yes. So you are called. Serious, serious. You are called. Don't wait for a, 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 a wild something. Don't. When Elijah was going to hear from God, God called him and told him to meet him. When he got to the meeting place, he saw fire. But God was not in the fire. He felt an earthquake. But God was not in the earthquake. Thunder. All over the place. God was not in the thunder. Then he, after the thunder and the wind and all of that, he heard a still small voice. And that was the Lord. So it is a still small voice that is inside you. You know, like your, your heart bears witness to what I'm saying. As I'm talking to you now, you know, it's like, hey, Charlie, this thing is true. Hmm. That is it, though. That is it. That is the confirmation. That is God talking to you. Yeah, First Kings chapter, chapter 19, verse 11. And he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. 
And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. So if you are expecting a wind, a strong thunder wind, earthquake, you'll be surprised that you will not, by the time you realize you are 75 and you have not done anything for the Lord, you have just been going to church. You have just been going to church. Wow. And after the earthquake, a fire. Fire all over the place. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. Still small voice. It's like it's nothing. It's not much. But that is God talking. That is God talking. Hmm? Yes. So God is talking to you this morning. You were a shepherd. Greet the nearest shepherd by shepherd. Hello, shepherd. Shepherd, Alex, shepherd, Adam, shepherd, Telma. Yeah. Shepherd Ima is arriving, shepherd. Uh, 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 are, we are all shepherds. We are all shepherds. You are a shepherd. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Do you agree? I agree. So accept it. Yes, accept who you are. It's important you accept. One of the major things about your calling is that you must accept your calling. You must accept the fact that you are called. When you accept that this is what I have become, it changes a lot of things about you. It changes a lot of things about you. You have to accept that I am called. That is why I'm still talking to you. You see, I am called. This is it. This is what I've become. Every Christian is called. We are all servants of God. I told you that two days ago. We are all servants of God. All of us. Whether you are married, unmarried, student, banker, everybody. 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 What am I sharing on? What it means to become a shepherd, right? The first thing I've spoken to you about is that you were a shepherd. Have you, do you understand that you were a shepherd now? Yes. You were a shepherd. You are called. You are called as a shepherd. You see, I was going to, I was going to explain the scripture to you in Matthew chapter 9. Verse 36. I mentioned it, but I didn't say anything about it. Look at it. Matthew 9, 36. The calling is not a big deal like that, though. <laughs> what I've said to you is, is it. That is it. That is it. That is it. What are you doing? Did you see any fire? Did you see any fire? Come, come closer. Any fire? Are you a pastor? Yes, please. Yeah, now, he's, a, he's not a full-time pastor. He's a lay pastor. He does something else during the day, and then his evenings are for the Lord. Yeah, he has a lot of people in his church. Yes. He's, he was in a classroom for a long time with his people. Yeah. Now he has a beautiful church. Yes. Now, were, were you, did you have any spectacular calling? What, what happened? How did you become a pastor? I remember it was first, you, you first made me a deacon, and that was through a phone call. So I remember. <laughs> When I, when I received the call, I was, that night I didn't sleep. No, but even, even before then, were you, how did you know you were supposed to be shepherding people? Were you shepherding people before yes, you, yes, you were made like, a yes, How did you become a shepherd like yeah, that? I was just following. I was just by your words and your teachings, how that we are supposed to be bringing people to church, helping people. Because I remember I was not going to church. Yes. So when I came in... Very I, bad boy. Very, very, very number bad Number one. <laughs> with Pastor boy. Kobe. <laughs> a foolish bad boy with Big Pastor one. Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But when I, when, I, when I started coming around and hearing the teachings, I realized that my life is, something can happen with my life. I could do something for the Lord. So it was just by following what you tell us to do, 
bring people it, it, to was church. what I was telling you was it in the Bible was what I was telling you in the Bible yes so it's, I'm just telling you what the Bible is saying yeah. I don't know if you get it and this is what he has become a pastor yes yeah he's a he's a brand, he's a brand, he's a missionary basically yes he's hoping to go to another place to go and do missionary work there yeah very soon Miami, probably in the next one week or two weeks he will be gone to another country to do missionary work You've not seen any fire, any no, fire anywhere. Never, Jesus has not come into a dream and say, never. JD, JD. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen anything like that. No, Bobby. Hey! Wow. <laughs> Sorry? Maybe Pastor Kobe maybe, maybe, huh, maybe Pastor Kobe has seen something. Yeah, maybe Pastor Kobe. Thank you very much. Let's give him a moment. Maybe Pastor Kobe has seen something. Have you seen something? What did you see? No, not one. Not are you sure? Vision. All the things you are doing, you've not seen anything. Zero. Hey! Zero. Not even one opposition. Foolish bad boy. I mean, he was not interested in the house of God. Nothing. Not at all. You see people, these people with their beard, they are serving the Lord with their beard. <laughs> you think that maybe like something supernatural? Nothing. Papi, I remember some when I was going out with my beloved. No, I think we were friends. Yes. And then there was a day she asked me, would you, would you ever consider being a pastor? I said, oh, if there are two kills in the world, one is become a pastor and the one is be killed. I said, I'll dance happily towards the one that they'll, they'll chop off my head. Yeah. This guy was really bad. What a <laughs> shot. How can you? <laughs> yeah. And so we came to church and we were in church, basically. And it was the messages we were preaching. So as we are preaching, Sometimes, I remember, sometimes you even just mention it in the message as we are preaching now. Like, you shouldn't come to church alone. Yeah. You should come to church with somebody. Yeah. When we close, I'll try and see if I can come to church with somebody. Basically. Yeah. As simple as that. He's now, now full-time. He's now doing... The one who said that if they are killing, he will go to the queue for killing. He's now a full-time pastor. Yeah, so he has almost a thousand people in his church. Yeah. That is how it is. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not any kuhudios anything. The calling of God. It's not kuhudios at all. You are called. Oh, you are called. I tell you, you will be surprised at how many people's lives are dependent on you. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked at how many people's lives is, is, is connected to you. Yes, you will be surprised. That is why the devil doesn't want shepherds. Because when a shepherd rises, people will gather. When a shepherd rises, people gather. Yes. There are a lot of people who need to gather, but they will not gather until a shepherd rises. And that's what Jesus said. But when he saw the multitudes, Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. They were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. When there's no shepherd, the sheep are scattered. When a, sheep are, when a shepherd arises, sheep gather. That is exactly what happens. As soon as a shepherd rises, sheep gather. So when you rise... When you decide to become what you, are, what you are called to become, sheep will gather. You'll be surprised. You will be shocked at how many people's lives are connected to you. Yes. You'll be surprised. There was a day uh, King Ahab was going for war. You know, and he was going to die in the war. But the prophets were saying things that, oh, he'll win the war, he'll win the war. And they called Prophet Micaiah, who 
I mean, the king they didn't like because he always prophesied. The king said he prophesied bad things about him all the time. If you are doing the right thing, why would they prophesy bad things about you? He called him and he said, oh, the Lord, will, he, the, you will win your battle. Then Ahab said, have I not told you not, not to lie to me? Why are you lying? <laughs> Ahab said, why are you lying? Have I not told you not to lie to me? And Micaiah said, ah, that's what you want to hear, so. Then Micaiah said, I saw the mountains and Israel's cap scattered as sheep without a shepherd. Meaning that you are going to die. First Kings 22, verse 1. Okay. Yeah. And so he came to the king, and the king said unto him, Micaiah, shall we go against Ramoth Gilead to battle, or shall we forbear? And he answered him, go and prosper, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. <laughs> Next verse. And the king said unto him, how many times shall I adjure you that thou tell me nothing but that which is true in the name of the Lord? How many times have I told you to not lie to me? <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, because everybody was, all the prophets were saying, oh, you win, oh, you win, oh, you win, oh, you win. And when they, they, they went, to, they were going to call this guy, the king said, this guy, he has never go up, you see it. <laughs> he said, this guy, he has never said any good thing about me before. He has never prophesied any good thing about me. Go up, you see it. And the messenger that was gone to call Micaiah, speak unto him, saying, Behold, now the words of the prophets declare good unto the king with one mouth. I let the word, I pray thee, be like the word of one of them and speak that which is good. Even the one who went to call him said, Charlie, Charlie, make you no spoil the meeting. <laughs> it's a very powerful meeting. It's a victory meeting. Don't come and spoil it. <laughs> Say everybody the same positive things. Next verse. And Micaiah said, As a Lord liveth, what the Lord said unto me will I speak. And so he came to the king. Uh -huh. Verse 8, right? 18. Uh -huh. 8. 8. Okay, go to 8. You want to see where the king said that this guy does not say anything. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man, Micaiah, the son of Imla, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him. You don't like the truth. I hate him. For he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil all the time. And Jehoshaphat said, let not the king say so. Well, don't worry, let's go and call him anyways. And when Jehoshaphat came, when, the, when Micaiah came, he said that, oh, everything is fine. You will win, you will win. And the king said, my friend, my friend, my friend, my friend, my friend. Stop that rough day. Just say what you are supposed to. Have I not told you not to lie to me? Yeah. And then look at the, look at the answer he gave to him. And the king said, how many times shall I join you? Next, verse 17. And he said, I saw all Israel. Scattered upon the hills are sheep that have no shepherd. And the, and, the, and the Lord said, these have no master. Let them return every man to his house in peace. Yes. So when there's no shepherd, sheep scatter. When there's a shepherd, sheep gather. It's an amazing thing. As soon as you rise, you'll be surprised. That if you decide to become what God says you are, by the end of this year, we have a target for this church. What is our target for this church? 2,500 people. By the end of this year, we're expecting this church to be filled with 2,500 people. At the end, before the year ends, way before the year ends. I mean, by October, we should have accomplished this. And then the rest of the, the, the year, we are just establishing them proper, proper. Are you in the church? Yeah. Can we do it? Yeah. How can it be done? 
you, you see, I can't get to know everybody, even all those, we are just about 200 here. I can't get to know everybody sitting here. You need about 210 shepherds, meaning that everybody here must become a shepherd to handle how many people? 200, 2,000, each hand handling how many? 10 people. 10 people. That is what I'm talking about. Oh, it's like you don't like what I'm saying. Do you like what I'm saying? Yes. You, sweetheart, you, with your beautiful face, you are bringing 10 people as you are coming. You have 10 people who are with you, and you are shepherding, you are taking care of them. Yeah. It's a great blessing. What else is our use? Your home first one is saying, What else is our use? What is the use of your beauty? My dear, what is the use of her beauty? If, if it's not to bring people, gather people, you must become a shepherd. Beautiful shepherd. Yeah, she's a mighty shepherd. She has so many people she's shepherding. She has so many people she's shepherding. You must shepherd everybody. Everybody. You are taking care of some people. I'll explain to you some more what it means. But I mean, decide that I'll, I'll, I'll rise up. You don't need to know all the Bible from, page, from cover to cover. I have never read the Bible from cover to cover before. I've never read it cover to cover. But probably I've read everything in the Bible, but I've not read cover to cover, no. Yeah. You don't need, you don't need that. Do you know Jesus Christ? Yeah. Has Jesus done anything for you? Yeah. Your, your, your testimony is enough. Yes. Your testimony is enough. That's all. Yes. You will get all the help you need to shepherd because you are not alone. You will not be doing it alone. All of us are inside doing it. Yes. We are solving your problems. You need to solve somebody else's problem. Exactly. It's as simple as that. A lot of people, I'm seeing UPSA in your shirt. A lot of people in UPSA have, are, are, are sheep without shepherd. Young guys, young ladies who don't, they, they are doing all kinds of things. Why? Because there's no shepherd. There's no shepherd. Hallelujah. The next, so the next thing, batch of things that I'm going to talk about are 10 reasons why you can be a shepherd or you have to become a shepherd. Ten reasons why every Christian must be a shepherd. Number one, becoming a shepherd is a natural stage of development, Christian development. Becoming a shepherd is a natural stage in Christian development. Becoming a shepherd is a natural stage in Christian development. It's a natural stage. It's a natural stage. One woman was going to have a baby, you know. He was married to a doctor. She was married to a doctor, and I don't know why the husband did that, but the husband felt the wife should push. So, you know, that the doctors are told not to take care of their family members because your judgment will be compromised. So his judgment was compromised. He's not supposed to be the one to deliver the wife, but he said he would do it. And he wanted the wife to give birth naturally. The wife was pushing hours, 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 hours until the baby entered into distress. And they had to do a CS ultimately to bring the baby out. When they brought the baby out, it had affected the brain. Yes. Asphyxia. Oxygen goes. He, lacks, he lacked oxygen for a long time. So it affected the brain. The brain could not form as he was, like, uh, come alive as he was supposed to. There are a lot of doctors here, so if I'm wrong, they'll tell me. Yeah, that was what happened. As the child was growing, it was not developing. 
as it was supposed to do. It was growing physically, but it couldn't control poo poo. He couldn't control, he was still, still poo pooing on himself. He couldn't walk. He couldn't talk. He couldn't eat on his own. At age seven, he was doing all this. I mean, you see, a baby's poo poo is normal, isn't it? I mean, baby's poo poo sometimes even smells nice. You can just take it off. It's not, but a six year old's poo poo, it's not easy to clean. I mean, even controlling saliva was a problem. It's drooling all the time. He'd be, he had become a vegetable. You see? It's, it's, it was a very serious thing. Very, very serious thing. Now, that is how a lot of Christians are. When you're a baby, we, can, we, have to take, we have to take care of you. You must be taken care of. You must take your diaper off. You wee wee on yourself. We do all those things. We clean you. We feed you. you know. But then after some time, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be a baby. You must change to become a matured person who eats. I mean, if, if my, my son is five, he shouldn't, I shouldn't be feeding him. It is one of the things that we don't, even brushing of teeth, now he's doing it. Now he wants to learn how to wipe his bottles. Even he wants to, like he wants to learn. Daddy, teach me how to wipe my bottles because now I don't want anybody to do this one for me. Yes, I mean, it's, 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 growing. it's a natural thing. As you grow, you crave independence. You must want to do some things on your own. When he's pooping, we say, get out. Yeah, but some will say, go out. He started saying when he was three years old. When he's pooping, when he sits on the toilet seat, what are you still doing here? Go out, let me, let me be comfortable. When I finish, you can come. <laughs> wow. As a Christian... Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 says that as a Christian, there's a time when you're supposed to teach somebody. There's a time when you're not supposed to receive. There was a time you received. Now it is time for us to give. It's time to give. Hebrews 5, verse 12. It says, for when for the time you ought to be teachers. So there's a time when you are expected to be a teacher. He was talking to the Hebrew church. He said that you people, you should, you should be doing some things by now. You should be teaching by now. Ask your neighbor. You should be teaching by now. What have you done with your teaching? The teaching on faith that you have heard. Uh, what have you done with it? Has you ever, have you ever heard um, what happens when you teach? When you teach uh, somebody something, you, you learn it, 90, you retain it, 95, your, your chance of retaining it is 95%. I don't know if you get it. Yeah. Sometimes people say, hey, pastor, you remember scripture. So it's because I've been teaching it for a long time. I've been teaching it for a long time. I mean, bring the subject. I'll give you answers right now. You'll be surprised. Because I'm always teaching it. I'm always teaching at different times. Different times. If you like, let's go to Revelations right now. I can tell you everything in Revelations. From stage to stage to stage. What will happen? This will happen here. This will happen here. Because I'm always teaching it at different times. Because I taught somebody. Yeah. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and I become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Have you seen it? He says, as you te- if you give out, you receive strong meat. If you don't give out, you always be receiving milk, milk. You will not even understand what you are being taught. You will hear, but it's like it's not doing much for you, because you've not taught anybody. When you have people you are teaching, eh, you, have, you understand it more, and then you can put it to work more. That is how it is. That is what the blessing is. True. Teaching somebody, feeding somebody. As you are fed, you feed somebody. And as you feed somebody, you, you get more. You create an opportunity for yourself to understand more. 
I mean, this guy was nowhere close to, come, he's nowhere close to, to shepherding, whatever. No, nowhere close. Today, he has people, he's, he's shepherding. Oh, you don't have people you're shepherding? I have a few. Yeah, he has a few. Yeah. Leading them strongly. Were you, preach, were you born preaching? No, 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 please, daddy. So how did you start preaching? Following instructions. <laughs> Following what the word of God says. It's as simple as that. Yes. He couldn't care. Like, oh, oh Charlie, tell us some of your stories. Like the way, it's like the way I'm looking cool. It's like you've been like this since your life. Your life. <laughs> tell us some of the things. Oh, daddy, I mean, I, like I'm think I'm in the camp of Reverend Kobe. I mean, <laughs> I've joined those people to go. Wow. I mean, life was go to school, work hard, make some money, take care of people, and once in a while, do some charity work. You know that's that's fine just to set your conscience but as i kept coming to you understood there's an agency of the matter that hell is real and people are going there and i mean shepherds are the solution to the world's problem even the world needs correct people to work with they can't change their people's minds in any way so we are doing a lot of disservice to the whole world if we don't shepherd people exactly so i began to understand this wow beautiful I mean, what can change a weed smoker to become a correct person? I mean, they don't want to say what, what I want them to say. They don't want to say it. Yeah, oh, this guy, this guy, this book. What, what I want them to say is not what they are saying. They are shy. They can't tell their testimony. They, this sound, these were womanizers. I mean, all over the place. Yes. Womanizers. Serious womanizers. Yes. You want to say it now? Your time, your time has passed. Your chance has passed. Yeah, I mean, all kinds of things. Some people were selling cocaine. Selling with, they were the ones selling it. They are the... Abortion. Some were aiding in abortion. They impregnate and abort all the if you someone is pregnant, just see me, I'll sort it out. Sort it out. They are here, they are all here. Hey! Hey! If they don't want to say it's in their hand. They're all very oh so I had instructions. For when for the time you ought to be teachers. There's a time when you need to be a teacher. You need to be a teacher. Yes. It is part of your Christian maturity, Christian growth. There's a time where you need to teach somebody. You need to help somebody. Yes. Yes, you need to help somebody. You need to help raise somebody, care for somebody. Make sure someone is staying in the house. It's, it's part of it. That's how it is. That's how training is. You need to start doing something. Yes. But if you are going to be a vegetable in the house of God all the time, like you, are, you come, you go, you come, you go, you come, you go, you will not be here after, five, after two years. I tell you, if you are here for four months and you don't get involved in the shepherding work, you will leave. You will leave after some time. Something will happen, you will leave. It's, it's, been a, it's been a testimony of many people. Yes. If you don't get involved, before long, you will get offended with one thing or the other. And you wouldn't have a reason to stay. It's like you are not tied to some, if you are if you are gui- guiding some people and helping some people, you have a reason to stay because there are other people that whose lives are dependent on yours. If you should go off, they will, they will have a problem. So you'd want to stay. Yes, there's a higher purpose than just being around and your feelings. You you have something beyond that to be around. Wow. Are you see what I'm talking about? Is it a powerful point? It's a natural stage of what Christian development. Natural stage. Natural stage. We are born again as babes. Hmm? 
First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Look at First Peter 2, 2. Let me just finish on this point. It's fine. So just point number one. On Wednesday, I'll continue. So Wednesday, make sure you're in church. So I can hear. Because the more you hear the thing, the more you become what you're supposed to become. Do you understand? Yeah. If you are not hearing it, you will not become. All this will became by hearing. The more you hear, the more you become. Yes. All those of you who want to be consistent in ministry, keep hearing. Yes. Keep hearing the blessed voice that God has given you to hear. Keep hearing it. If you hear it, you'll be surprised. That is how I, I, am, I am maintained. I hear those that God has sent to me. Those that God has given to me. Yes. There are some of the people I listen to, some people don't understand them. But me, I understand them. So I keep listening. The more I listen, I do, I do all night with their voice. I do hours of prayers with their voice. Hallelujah. As the message is playing, I am praying. Hey! Look at this. As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. The word babes there is the Greek word is brephos, like freshly born baby. So we are all freshly born and we need milk to grow. But then as time goes on, you don't need milk if you, if you drink milk all your life. Like every morning, some of you want to travel to America so you can be drinking fresh milk in the morning. Guess what? It is the source of many of the problems, the sicknesses that they have. Many of the sicknesses they have is from fresh milk from animals, from cow and all of that. Yes. You can't drink fresh milk as an adult. Doc, am I, am I lying? You can't. You, have to, you must have proper food. Pro, some banku must happen. Some, some protein, protein, proper protein. Some pork must happen. <laughs> the pork lovers are here. Hey. Some chicken must have come. If you're just going to be drinking milk all the time, you have a problem. You will not stay alone. It will kill you. That's what happens. You see? Now, there's no portion of the Bible where they've written milk. This is milk. This is the, the, the understanding is what changes as time goes on. Now, how does your understanding change? Your understanding change, changes as you engage the word. The more you speak it and share it with somebody and practice it, the more you gain understanding and the spiritual you become. That is it. You see? Yeah. There are different, different levels. So, there's, there's the babe stage. Then there's the... Little child stage, um, Romans chapter 8, verse 16. The Spirit bears witness with our spirit. Yes, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The word children here is technion. Okay? And it means a small, a, a small boy, one who's born of God. A small boy. There's pideon as well. Do you see? There are different uh, um, um, places where the word child is used. Different, different places. Okay? But then as time goes on, you're expected to become a young man. First John 2.13. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the father. You see, different categories. There's fathers, there's young men, then there's little children. The problems of the little children are different from the problems of young men. You're expected to grow. And one of the major things that happens as you grow is that you become responsible. If a child is growing and is not responsible or cannot control his... his, his his things himself is a problem. He has to be fed all the time. You are 10, you are, you are still being fed. You are three. Even three year olds must feed themselves. You have to learn how to feed yourself. Yes. Is it true or is it not true? It's true. So, how can you be a Christian for so long? You've been a Christian for one year, six months, and you are, you are no nothing. You are not helping anybody. 
your, your, your chances of going back into the world are very high. Yes, very, very high. You see, when you are bring, when you are a shepherd and you are bringing people to church, you can't miss church. You can't miss. Why, why will you miss church? One of the major ways of not missing church is become a shepherd. When you become a shepherd, you will never miss church. You always have to be around. When you are not coming, you, you will call you. Someone will call you. Ah, Charlie, where are you there? What's happening? Where are your people? Yeah, you'll be surprised. You'll be compelled to learn the word more because you have to share it to somebody. They'll ask you questions. Where was Cain's wife? Where was, where did, how did Cain get married? You have to learn what it means, where, how Cain got married, who, who the wife was. You have to learn it. They'll ask you, who created God? Who created God? You might, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a question. You have to learn who created God, if anybody created God, and have answers to that. You'll be compelled to listen, hear more, so that you can share it with people. Are you in the church? Yes. You, you, you will be praying. You realize that you're, you are praying more. Because you're a shepherd. You, are praying, you have to pray for somebody. So there's nothing like, oh, this week, whole week, I've not been able to pray. You will end up praying somewhere. Instead that you pray on your own or your, your shepherd, your senior shepherd will call you. Charlie, let's pray. We are organizing a prayer meeting. By the time the week ends, some prayer meeting would have happened somewhere. You will pray. You will pray somewhere. Hey! Mm-hmm. So you end up being taken care of as you take care of others. But if you take your hands off the plow, you will not, you will, you will not be a Christian after some time. You will backslide. Before you realize you are in a disco. You are in a wild party somewhere. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You are getting a tattoo because that's, that's it. Or something. You are, oh, boy, honey. How do you say that, oh, boy? You are, you are piercing your nose. You are piercing your navel. You are piercing your clitoris. You are piercing your anus. You are piercing everywhere. You are drawing a tattoo at your back. So that you can, you'll be, before you follow. Oh, all the people who are doing these things, they are all Christians. All those who are doing, almost all the people, the young people, who are, they've all given their lives to Christ. So it's not that they are not born again, no. All the Legon boys and girls and the UPSA boys and girls in Wisconsin, all these people who are doing all the things, most of them are born again. Most of them. All the, the 30-year-olds who, have, who are married and have sex, side chicks that they are taking care of, they, they are all born again. They all know the Lord. They all, they've had a contact with Jesus Christ before. In this our country, you can't be in this country and not say that you've not heard Jesus Christ. You've not heard about Jesus Christ. You are a liar. You are a big liar. Their problem is shepherding. There are very few shepherds. That is the problem. There are very few people who took, who are who take care of people to help them stay in the house of God. Very few. Very, very few. So Jesus said, the laborers are few. That is the, that is the problem. If you will rise in that school and decide that I'm going to be a shepherd here in this school, you'll be surprised at how many of them will gather. They need to be taken care of. They need to be fed. They need to be, someone needs to share the word of God. Someone needs to help them. Nobody's there. Nobody's there. Some, the rest, that's, they just go to church. And the pastor stands and just preaches. That's, that's all. Nobody sits down with them to find out what's going on with them. And help them with the word. Help them understand the word. I mean, this one, this is not shepherding. What I'm doing is not shepherding. It's just a small aspect of it. It's just a small aspect of it. But practically sitting down with people and practically helping them with the scriptures. Helping them understand. You see? Yeah. So Jesus said, then said the disciples, that truly harvest is, the, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. This is the problem. This is the problem. Jesus didn't say, uh, uh, when he saw the people, he was moved with compassion on them because they were a sheep having no evangelist. It's not sheep having no evangelist. It's not sheep having no uh, prophet. Hmm? It's not sheep having no apostle. It's sheep having no shepherd. The problem is shepherding. Many people are born again in this country. Many people are born again in many places. No shepherd. That is a problem. No shepherd. No one to say, you, 
I'm going to make sure you are in the house of God. I'm going to make sure you become something in the house of God. I'm going to make sure you become a shepherd like me. Yeah. I'm bringing you all the time, whether you like it or not. In the morning, I'll come and wake you up. Let's pray. Let's pray at dawn. Someone did that for me. That's why I'm still, a, that's why I'm still in the house of God. Someone, someone held my hands and said, you must be in the house of God. That's why I'm here. Yeah, someone did that. One day I was, I was, uh, uh, I went to a party. And a girl was dancing. And I was behind her. Just feeling free. And then, Prophet Adam's younger brother went to call our Sunday school teacher. No, this one, where, where I was like maybe 12, 12, 13. Oh, you see, you get spoiled very early. Oh, you don't know. Didn't you get spoiled when you were early? By the time you were eight, you knew some things. Nine, ten. Your parents didn't know you knew. But you knew, I mean. You have watched porn or something. You have done something. Okay. By the time you're a teenager, you are matured. You are very, you are very matured. When your father is saying something, you just look at him. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know who I am. You know not. Neither do you understand. You are walking in darkness, daddy. Yeah, you they don't know. So by 12, Charlie, I was all over the place. I was in church, oh, but I was going up small, small. And I was treating somebody in the party. They went to call my, 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 my teacher. <laughs> my uh, youth teacher. And he came to hit my shoulder. Like, as I was treating the girl, he came to hold my shoulder. And when I turned, when I turned, I almost collapsed. When I saw him, I said, I'm finished. Because I, he, he, the way he beats me, he beats me. Pa. And became more cautious of me. Like, every time, why are you? Why are you? All the time, why are you? Like that. That is why I'm a bishop. Someone had to do shepherd work for me. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Yes. My bishop, whatever, is, is them. All my fruit is in their hands. All my fruits, they will get some. All of them. Oh, sharp. That's why I mentioned them in my, in my whatever, their profile. Yeah. Church of Pentecost. Yes. They made sure I was in the house of God. You're around. If you don't like it, you will like it. You will like it. Yeah. We have to memorize scriptures with lashes on us. Yes. That is why I know some scriptures today. As you're memorizing, as you're saying it, you're saying it, you miss one. Then you stretch. Pop! When you get the lash, it will bring the memory, the thing will come back to you. The memory will verse. I tell you, you just continue. Yeah? Yeah, that's, how, that's how it is. No shepherd. So it's, it's, it's important to all these people. We must bring all of them into the house of God. What do you think? Yes. All the Samway people, all the Mulliganos people, boys, girls. I mean, you have friends who are into all kinds of things. Bring them into the house of God. Before long, you'll be surprised that they have become something. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Rise upon your feet and thank God. For what he has shared with you. Thank God for what he has shared with you. Father, we are grateful. Father, we are thankful. Lord, help me be a shepherd. Help me be a shepherd. Help me be a shepherd. Help me fulfill my ministry, my shepherdial ministry. That's your prayer this morning. Praise the Lord. This is the first Sunday of the, of the year. And this Sunday, God is saying to you, you are called. It is a natural stage in your Christian development. I'm called. I'm called. I'm sent of God. I've got a message from him to the world. 
and I'll preach it to the glory of God. Tell the Lord to help you to fill your ministry, to fulfill your ministry. Tell the Lord to help you fulfill your ministry right now. Right now, right now, right now. Right now, right now, right now, right now. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.